Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Welcome to Go For It. I'm your host, Paul Gannon. For the next hour, we're going to be talking sports and having fun doing it. I want all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. And of course, as always, you'll get a heavy dose of my opinion. If you have an opinion, number to call 646 727 3070. That's 646 727 3070. You can listen to the show, blogtalkradio.com slash Send messages to the show on Twitter at Go For It Can. And while you're there on Twitter at Go For It Can, give me a follow at Go For It Can, G O F O R I T G A N T. Great show lined up for you today. Expected to be joined one by one of the stars of Tyler Perry's hit show, The Haves and the Have Nots, actor. John Chafin, a.k.a. Warlock, he'll be joining us. He will be in the building. So we got him today. We're going to talk to him about some of the going-ons with the haves and the have-nots. I mean, if you have never watched that show, you're missing out on some things. It's, 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 it's the twists, the turns, the ups, the downs. It's crazy. But John Chafin's going to talk about all the twists, all the turns, all the ups, all the downs. But we're going to talk to him. So as we go throughout the course of this hour, Ben Simmons. Isaiah Thomas had a problem with Ben Simmons sitting out some summer league games. You'll get my thoughts on whether or not I agree with the great Isaiah Thomas, who's been on this show a couple times. Also, as we go along, we're going to talk a little Tom Brady. That's over, finally. And then... The big news of the day, I guess one of the big news of the day, uh, one of the biggest news of, of the day, you got Von Miller. Von Miller now officially has signed his deal with the Denver Broncos, six years, $114 million, 70 of it, which is guaranteed. And so now, which, you know, we thought maybe that this would, would be a situation where maybe Von Miller doesn't play at all. Or maybe he comes on that fran- on the franchise tag deal, even though he's been on the record saying he's not going to play on the franchise tag. You, you didn't know how this was going to play out, but you all, I-, I think you ultimately knew that both sides needed each other. The Broncos needed what Von Miller brings to the table. They need his pass rush. He singled him, not single-handedly, but he-, he was a big reason why the Denver Broncos won the Super Bowl. I mean, he- his pressure on Cam Newton and ultimately that strip sack that led to that uh, recovery for a touchdown, a defensive touchdown, I mean, that was huge. Huge. 
And so you look at that particular game, and you were like, wow, that defense brought the hurt against the Carolina Panthers, and that defense, the Denver Broncos defense, is the reason they're Super Bowl champions. It's not because of what Peyton Manning did, because he did nothing. It's not what what anybody really did on the offensive side of the ball, because anybody on the offensive side of the ball really did nothing. Everything came and was a byproduct of that Denver Broncos defense, which dominated from the beginning to the end. And one of the reasons they dominated was because of Von Miller. So he becomes the highest-paid defensive player in the game, highest-paid non-quarterback in the game, and so and, and he deserved it. I mean, he he deserved it. If there's somebody who deserves it, he deserved it. And in today's NFL, with offenses, the all these high-powered offenses and the rules catering to the offensive side of the ball and teams passing the ball left and right, you're going to need somebody that's going to be able to get after the quarterback. And Von Miller has proven to be that somebody that can get after the quarterback. He's been proven to be that guy that can disrupt the flow of another team's offense. And he, he's done that, and now he's getting paid for that. So the Broncos got it done, and, you know, there were some issues, you know, him taking out, the, I guess on Instagram, Twitter, him taking out that picture, you know, cropping John Elway out was a picture of him and John Elway, him cropping him out. And all this other stuff. I mean, you know, but hey, this 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 happens in negotiation. You know, the the owners and the teams don't want to pay, and you know, you, you understand that. Nobody wants to pay. You want to try to get the services of your players at a cheaper rate, and of course, as a player, as a you know the employee, you want to try to get as much money as possible. That's what you want to try to do. You want to try to get as much money as possible with the hope and getting that money that you'll be set ultimately for life. In theory, in theory, and it's in theory, but $70 million, you should be pretty much set for life. You should. Don't mean you will, but you should. Antoine Walker asked Kent. You know, ask others. Ask others who've who've went through millions upon millions of dollars. You can do it. You work hard enough at it, you can do it. So, but Von Miller, ultimately, he got paid. He got his money. And kudos to him for getting his money. They, I mean, these, these two needed each other. These two needed each other, and everybody's going to talk. You know, it's been talk, 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 and it just becomes that, talk. It's just that, talk, all talk. Cropping out John Elway is a part of the game, part of the situation, part of his lever, his ploy. It's a part of everything. But when you dominate on the biggest stage, Two and a half sacks, a strip sack that leads to a touchdown. Another strip sack that essentially puts the ball, put you know, puts the Broncos in position to score another touchdown. 
I mean, that's dominating the football game. And that is what gets you paid. That's what gets you paid. I mean, he was a beast throughout the course of these playoffs, whether it's Brady, whether it's Roethlisberger, whether it's Cam. He was a beast, an absolute monster. And quite frankly, he deserved to get paid like an absolute monster, like an absolute beast. So he got his money, his cheddar. It's Friday night, just got paid. Friday night, money in my pocket. I mean, so, you know, it's a good day to be Von Miller right now. I mean, it's, it's a great, not a good day, it's a great day to be Von Miller, and, and he could take care of generations upon generations of Millers moving forward if he does the right things with his money. That's a beautiful thing. That is the American dream. While Von Miller and the Broncos agreed to a new contract, Kirk Cousins and the Redskins, they couldn't come together on a deal, so Kirk Cousins... He's going to play this season, excuse me, on the franchise deal, $19.95 million. And he's the second guy to do this since Drew Brees. Remember him back in many years ago, back in 2005, when they had Phil Rivers there, and and ultimately Brees, uh, you know, he went through the season and got that soldier injury as well, but he ultimately got himself paid and went on to greener pastures and went on to have essentially a Hall of Fame career. But Kirk Cousins, I I can understand this from the Redskins' point of view because I'm not completely sold on Kirk Cousins. Don't get me wrong. Kirk Cousins was stellar. He was big time. He was huge during his time with the the Redskins during that that season. I mean, he got them to the playoffs, and the way he played down the stretch was big time. I mean, he was big time. You talk about the final 10 games of that season, 23 touchdowns and only two picks. That's huge. But if I'm the Washington Redskins, do you really know? I mean, we, we, we've seen guys who've had moments where you're saying, okay, they're balling out, they're getting it done. Nick Foles, 27-2. and two. St. Louis, you know, they took a chance, traded for him, you know, gave him a, a nice contract. And ultimately, they really don't want anything to do with him at this point. He really doesn't want anything to do with them at this point. But at the end of the day, they thought they possibly maybe had a franchise-caliber guy. Didn't work out. So we've seen guys who've had that stretch run. Scott Mitchell. Scott Mitchell, with, with who, who had that great run with the Dolphins, took over for Dan Marino when he got hurt. Scott Mitchell had a little run, got himself paid in, in uh, Detroit. Got a couple, what, a couple playoff bursts with Detroit, but never, you know, wasn't anything special, anything major. So, so guys have gotten paid over the years for essentially, a, a, you know, an audition, a 10-game run, five, seven, eight-game run. Guys taking advantage of opportunities. And Kirk Cousins took advantage of the opportunity there in Washington with RG3 and that whole situation, RG3 injured and coming back wasn't really effective and so on and so forth. Kirk Cousins took advantage of that, took advantage of his opportunity. And now, I mean, hey, 
$20 million essentially this year, it's not a bad haul. Not a bad haul at all. But now he has an opportunity to prove himself, and if he proves himself and he balls out, guess what? He's going to get paid even more. He's going to get paid even more. So, I mean, from the Redskins' point of view, I get it. I understand. Makes sense. I don't think you really wanted to break the bank for Kirk Cousins, in my opinion. I don't think that would be a wise decision. And I think the Redskins, a team that over the years has not been known for making wise financial decisions, made a wise financial decision by not giving Kirk Cousins big-time money, keeping him on that franchise deal, and figuring it out. You know, figuring it out. Who knows? Maybe you do it again next year. Who knows? But you have time to figure it out and decide whether or not you truly, truly believe that Kirk Cousins is a franchise-caliber quarterback. Time will be the judge of that. Time will be the judge of that. Let's go now to Tom Brady. It's finally... Over, Brady has officially thrown in the towel. We can move on and stop talking about Deflategate. It is over. Woo! It took too long. It, it just went way too long. I, I mean, you get tired of hearing it. And hearing it, I'm happy. And so are the kids. The kids are happy. I'm happy. We can move forward. We don't have to talk about Tom Brady. We don't have to talk about the new uh, Deflate Gate. We can move on from the madness. Who cares? It got to the point where I was just like, I don't care. It, it, it reminded me of an old Tina Turner song. I don't care who's wrong or right. I don't really want to fight anymore. And I didn't want to see them fight anymore about something that just was meaningless. For, from my standpoint, it was meaningless. You could say, oh, Patriots didn't fumble that much because of the deflated balls. But, hey, what the heck? Look at what happened uh, against the Colts. You got rid of deflated balls in the first half. In the second half, with the right balls, you blew them out. With, with, with the right balls, with the, the, the properly inflated balls, you blew them out. So it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I'm glad, you know, after, you know, the next stop was the Supreme Court. So he could have took it to this, they could have took this thing to the Supreme Court. I mean, come on. They could have wasted the time of the Supreme Court with this mess. I mean, you wasted the, the time of all the courts, if you really, really be honest about the whole situation. This whole thing has become a waste of time. You know, you wasted the time in the second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, as far as I'm concerned. This should have never have gotten this far. No way. This should have never gotten this far. None. No way. Should have been over back in September when Judge Berman, Richard Berman, 
said Brady was eligible to play. That should have ended right there. Should have ended. That was September 3rd, 2015. That's when should deflate gate should have been over. Right then and there. It shouldn't even end in a suspension. I mean, I, I mean, it, it shouldn't have. It, it just was an old, old, drawn-out thing. This should have ended January 20th. I mean, come on. Do I believe Brady may have done some things with the ball? Maybe. But I, 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 this is not something that's kind of uncommon. It's not uncommon. But I, I'm just like, look. I was just tired of it. I mean, I got tired of it and tired of it and tired of it and tired of it. And so you just, I was just so happy when this thing, when Brady wrote this on his Facebook page today. Quote, I am very grateful for the overwhelming support I've received from Mr. Kraft, the Kraft family, Coach Belichick, my coaches and teammates, the NFLPA, my agents, my loving family, and most of all, our fans. It has been a challenging 18 months, and I have made the difficult decision to no longer proceed with this legal process. I'm going to work hard to be the best player I can be for the New England Patriots and look forward to having the opportunity to return to the field this fall. So, he'll be on the field this fall. It just won't be week one. And here's my thing. Uh, first and foremost, I'm glad it's over. Secondly, let's look with, let's look at the possible ramifications on the field. Obviously, now Jimmy Garoppolo is your quarterback. He takes over, and he's going to be the guy that's going to lead your team. So you got four, you got four games that Brady's going to miss: at Arizona, Dolphins, Miami, Texans, and the Bills. So you got three straight home games. And you got the Cardinals on the road. Obviously, that first one, week one matchup against the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona is going to be a toughie. That's going to be a tough way for Jimmy Garoppolo to start. No doubt about it. That's going to be tough. You talk about a Cardinals defense that's big time and a Cardinals football team that's big time. That's going to be a tough situation. Now, so you look at that, and you look at the possibilities of the Dolphins, the Texans, and the Bills. I mean, maybe the Bills in the second year of the program, Rex Ryan's program in the second year, maybe it's going to be a little better. You know, maybe it is, maybe it won't, but we'll see. Second year under that Rex Ryan defense, maybe it'll be a little better. We'll see, but it is in the New England. The Texans, Brock Osweiler's coming to the building. You know, they've, they've got a decent defense as well. Quarterback play has been a little suspect. We'll see if Osweiler is the guy and you got the Dolphins. Maybe it's Ryan Tannehill's time to finally step up and become the quarterback that they drafted him to be many years, a few years ago. So we'll see. But I, if, if you look at the schedule, I mean, I think you'd be happy with 2-2, two and two, but 3-1 and one is quite frankly possible, especially with the way that the, the Patriots play at home. And you wonder, if Garofalo and the uh, New England Patriots go 3-1, and one, maybe 4-0, you know, what happens? Do, do you, you, you might have a quarterback controversy on some level if Garofalo comes out and plays some big-time football. You might have a situation where you have to figure out, okay, do I bring Brady back? You know, after dealing with all the mojo here, doing all these issues, you know, do I bring Brady back and mess with the mojo, mess with the momentum, or do I just keep it going with Garofalo? That's going to be an interesting situation. Because at some point, 
if you're the New England Patriots, you ultimately have to find the quarterback of the future. You have to find the next quarterback. I mean, Tom Brady, as great as he has been, 38 years old, you know, he'll be 39 when the season, by the time the season starts. So he'll be 39 years old. At some point, you've got to find the heir apparent. He can't do it forever, even though it seems like he can, even though the numbers will tell you that he might be able to do it forever. I mean, what, 36 touchdowns, seven interceptions? You look at the last three years for Tom Brady. You know, let's look at the last three years, 37, 38, and 39, 2013, 37, 25, and 11, 33, and 9, and then last year, 36, and 7. So, I mean, the numbers are eye-popping. The numbers are still ridiculous. The numbers are of a quarterback who is a big-time player. The numbers show a quarterback who's still one of the best in this league. Still one of the best in this league. And the numbers still point that out. But at some point, at some point, some point, I don't know when, but at some point, some, he, he's going to start looking his age. At some point, he's got to, right? Father Time is undefeated. Father Time is undefeated. But 36 and, and, and 7 at the age of 38 might tell you otherwise. Might tell you otherwise. But at this point, Father Time is undefeated. I don't think it will ever lose. I don't think it will ever lose. So with all that being said, all that being said, if Jimmy Garoppolo balls out, maybe you just maybe at that point do you turn it over to Garoppolo? I mean, that that's I don't know if you can do that. I I don't know if you can do that. But I, I know this. Here's the thing: if you're New England and Garoppolo balls out, that's a great situation because now you look in the back, you look at the future, and you say to yourself, "Okay, we got an heir apparent. We got we got somebody who can." who can run this thing for the next 10 years, who can be our franchise caliber guy. We got a guy that we can hand this thing off to. That's a beautiful thing. You know, you want to be able to find that. And if the Patriots have found that, well, they have an opportunity to find it. So it could be a, a blessing in disguise because you can find out exactly what you have in Jimmy Garoppolo. You can find out, well, you can learn a little more than you already did you know now. Not saying you can find out everything, but you can find out some things. And that's a good situation if you are in the New England Patriots. We'll see how that shape shakes out. But ultimately, this situation has ended. Ultimately, we move on. Ultimately, now, Tom Brady is suspended for four games, and we can stop talking about the flake eight and start talking about, talking about, excuse me, football on the field. UFC news now. We've got, we got a, a possible doping violation. Brock Lesnar, who made his comeback, to UFC and won the unanimous decision. His first fight in the UFC since 2011. So Brock Lesnar may have violated, may have violated, and 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 maybe uh, have a situation where he used some performance enhancing drugs. I mean, you know, it's not really surprising when guys are flagged for for, for performance enhancing drugs. We had John Jones who got flagged right up, you know, ultimately he wasn't able to fight Daniel Cormier. And you got Anderson Silva who ultimately stepped in. He lost to Cormier. But, I mean, you know, that was supposed to be the main event. And he had, what, Conor McGregor was supposed to be the main event before that. And we all know the situation with him. 
he wasn't doping, but I mean it was you know a lot of stuff going on with that. But at this point, they have to get his B sample. Well, he can ask for you know for them to test his B sample. We'll see if that happens. Might as well. What the heck you got to lose? But I mean, it's it's not surprising. It's not surprising. I mean, you know, he's in the WWE. I mean, all those guys. I'm gonna say all, oh, but they get down like that. And the UFC, they get down like that too. And then you can just talk about you know combat sports and general boxing as well. People are getting down like that. It's a it's a dangerous thing. Cause people doping in UFC. A lot different in baseball. You're doping in baseball. You're not. I mean, it's not the same because you're not punching somebody in the face. You're not kicking somebody in the face. So when when I see potential violations, when I see violations in general in UFC boxing and combat combat sports in general, it's a little alarming because of the, the dangers that come with those particular sports. Those are some serious serious dangers. Serious dangers. Serious. Now it is potential. It's a potential. UFC had a statement that they were not informed of the potential violation. Well, they were informed until today. So we'll see how this whole thing shakes out. Surprising? No, not at all. I, I mean, I don't think anybody here, there, everywhere are surprised about the possible violation. We'll see how this thing plays out. Ben Simmons. And, you know, we, we, we had a lot of, lot of talk over the past few days about Ben Simmons and Summer League. Ben Simmons rested the past two games. I'm not sure if he's playing tonight. No, the Sixers have a game tonight at this point. He is uncertain. I'm not sure if he's playing, and we'll see if he is. But, you know, at, at this point, you know, there was a – Isaiah Thomas led the charge, you know, wasn't happy – about Ben Simmons, you know, not playing in the past few games. I mean, Ben Simmons missed the last two uh, games, last two summer league games. And Isaiah Thomas came out, Isaiah Thomas was happy. He, he feels like, you know, Ben Simmons only 19 years old. He needs to be out there. Isaiah said, quote, you're 19. Earn your money. Get on the floor and play. And here's the thing. Obviously, I respect. Isaiah Thomas, you can't. It's hard not to respect Isaiah Thomas, and, and you know, obviously a Hall of Famer, guy is knowledgeable about the sport of basketball, knows more basketball than I'll ever know. So let's get that out the way. So you obviously, when a guy like him talks, you got to respect his, 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 his what he knows. You got to expect his his wisdom. You got to respect his wisdom. You got to respect his knowledge. You got to respect what he brings to the table. You have to respect it. Don't have to agree with it. But you got to respect it. And so Jalen Rose also said he should have played as well. So I agree. I mean, I respect the knowledge of Isaiah Thomas. I respect the knowledge of Jalen Rose. But here's the thing. While I I respect it, I don't have to agree with it. And I don't agree with it because here's the thing. The coaches, his coach wanted him to do it. They, They wanted him to sit down. They said he was a little banged up. You know, they, they they want him to be healthy. And health to them, to the Sixers, 
is the most important thing. And, you know, we've seen Ben Simmons. We've seen flashes. We've seen beautiful, lovely passes. We, we, we've seen a guy who can who – can, the wow factor is there. I mean, he wows you. There, there's nobody who wows you like Ben Simmons thus far. And he's, I mean, yeah, obviously there's more guys who can wow you. But the wow factor is, is huge. I mean, the, the, the passing, was, it's beautiful. I mean, it, it, it's breathtaking at times. The dude – it's special. I, th- I think he, we've seen that he's got something. What he has, we'll see. But he has something. Is he a point guard? Maybe. But he has something. People are calling him mini LeBron James. I mean, this dude's passes are beautiful, man. Something special. He j- just, you could see it, man. Is it just something special? But in turn, let's let's get down to what Isaiah Thomas, Jalen Rose. Hey, we're we're talking about summer league, man. Not the game. Not a regular season game. What are we talking about? Summer League. So we're, we're talking about Summer League, right? Summer League. What are we talking about? Summer League? Not the game. Summer League? But here's the thing. So, you know what? If the Sixers organization feels like he needs to rest, he should rest. If they feel like they, 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 that he's banged up and whatnot and he needs to sit down, he should sit down. He's not, to me, you're not gaining anything by missing. He's not, excuse me, he's not losing anything. Most of he may gain something, could gain more experience, obviously, but he's not losing anything by by not playing. And, and so, if if we're going to look at it from that standpoint, he's not losing anything. I, I don't, from my standpoint, I'm like, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. From my standpoint, it's like this: if the like I said, if the organization feels like he needs to sit down, he needs to sit down. Okay. You know, if they felt like he he's had enough, we've seen enough. It's time to you know shut this thing down, get him ready for the reg- preseason training camp, regular season and beyond. You you it's, this is not a guy fighting to make a, an NBA roster. And a lot of these summer league guys are fighting to make NBA rosters. This guy's not doing it. He's not picking an NBA draft. He, he thus far what we've seen, he might have the potential to be a, a star in this league. And so you don't want to risk, if you see something, if, if you see that level of fatigue, why keep pushing them? Because you, you start pushing through things with that level of fatigue and anything is possible injury-wise. Injury-wise, anything is possible. And so when, when you're dealing with that level of fatigue and you feel like the guy is, is, is not at 100%, then you know what? If, if if you feel that way, as an as an executive, as 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 the, the the head of this team, as a coach, as a general manager, as a team, as an organization, you must determine whether or not this guy should continue to play. If you feel like he shouldn't, he shouldn't. And whatever the criticism is, the criticism, it's going to come regardless. You know what? Hate it, love it. It is what it is. It comes to the territory. Criticism comes with the territory. You know, get used to it. But at the same time. I don't have no problem with it. And, you know, we could go back to the age-old argument, not the age-old argument, but we go back to the argument in general about, you know, people complaining about, um, you know, guys taking, you know, resting. You know, Spurs have really, you know, taken this whole situation in terms of rest. And, you know, Pop has rested a lot of these guys, Duncan and Ginobili and Parker, and everybody throughout the course of, of, reg- of the regular season. That's what they do in San Antonio. We could talk about the need, you know, whether or not that is right. Here's the thing. I mean, 
I, I get it from a league perspective, a, a, well, a team perspective. I get it from a league perspective. I get it from a fan perspective. Because as a fan, if you pay money, you want to see LeBron James play. As a fan in Las Vegas, if you pay money, you want to see uh, Ben Simmons out there playing in the summer league. You know, so you want to you spend your money to see certain guys. You know, if LeBron James is on the schedule, if he's not hurt, you want to see LeBron James on the court. If the San Antonio Spurs are, are, are in your building, and you look at this past year, if you happen to go to a San Antonio Spurs game and, you know, Tim Duncan didn't play, well, guess what? You won't see Tim Duncan ever again. You won't see Tim Duncan ever again. And, and so – I can understand understand the frustration involved in this whole situation when it comes to to the fan from the fans' perspective, from broadcasters' perspectives, all different perspectives. I get it, but is missing two to three summer league games going to affect the career of Ben Simmons? And if we can say it will, then maybe we have a conversation. But I think more than likely, more more than likely, it does not. And, and so, I, you know what, I'm going to say definitively, it does not. When I say more than likely, I'm going to say definitively, it does not change anything. And so since it does not change anything, I think, I think we can move forward and we can say this is pretty much must to do about nothing. I want to see him play. I mean, I, I I want to see the guy play. I mean, because like I said, he's been mesmerizing. He he's been exciting to watch, and it's been a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. And we, Ben Simmons will play today. He will play today. So that whole situation, I guess, is done. I guess Isaiah Thomas will be happy now that Ben Simmons. We'll play to again. It it didn't make me a difference if Ben Simmons played today or any other time in the summer league. That didn't really matter to me. But he's going to play, and he's going to be out there. And the Sixers and the Heat play at eight thirty tonight. So make sure you go to NBA TV and go check them out if you so want to see Ben Simmons. And I'll probably be there watching at eight thirty to see the great. Ben Simmons do his thing. When we come back, we're going to be joined by actor and one of the stars, Tyler Perry's hit show, The Haves, and The Have Nots. Actor John Chafin will be joining us. You're listening to Go For It on Block Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Go For It. Donald Faison. Your Knicks have the best chance out east, though. I will say that. The Knicks have the best chance in the Eastern Conference to beat the Miami Heat. And the Knicks have had some success against the Miami Heat in the regular season, but... That doesn't mean it. anything in the playoffs time. When the playoffs come, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. I was, uh, trying to throw you, you know what? I was trying to throw you a bone, man. I was trying to get your, nah. your hopes up. Come on, man. I'm a realist, <laughs> too, man. <laughs> Actor Robbie Jones. Well, we know that you know. We know that you can tempt married women. We've seen you. You, you have a pedigree. We see what you can do. We've seen it. I would never bring my wife around you. I just don't know what you're capable of. Come on now. Come on now. That's all. That's not Robbie. 
I call butter. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. You're Thanks. very, very good at your job. Thank you, sir. Make it fun. You really do. <laughs> so- and we're back. BlogTalkRadio.com. Paul again here. Go for it. Talking sports, having fun doing it. Uh, we're about to bring in a guy now who's doing big things right now on Tyler Perry's hit show, The Haves and the Have-Nots. I mean, it's a big-time show, big-time following. A lot of people are watching. This man is doing some incredible things as he plays Warlock. So if you're not familiar with the show, well, if you're not familiar with the show, you're not going to know. But anyway, he plays the role of Warlock, and he plays it very, very well. I mean, he's laying it down, been laying it down over the past two seasons, over the, his time on the show, I mean, but his character really picked up over these past two seasons. He's laying it down, man. We're going to bring him in. Let's bring him in now. One of the stars of Tyler Perry's hit series, The Haves and the Have-Nots. I mean, this man is doing big things. I mean, we've seen a lot of them, and he's doing some crazy things as well. Let's bring him in. Warlock, one of the stars, actor, John Chafin. John, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Paul. How are you, man? How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you having me. Now, John, man, I mean, Tuesday night show, it was crazy. I mean, it's getting crazier and crazier as we speak. But Tuesday night was crazy. I mean, war seems to be closing in on Benny. Tell us about that. Yeah, man. I mean, it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's been funny, you know, seeing the uh, the fan reaction and, and, and all the replies. But, uh, but yeah, Warlock, man, he got to get his money, you know. And uh, if Benny got to go, Benny got to go. So, you know, Candace got to come up with that two mil, like, real quick. <laughs> Seriously. And, and here's the thing. I mean, one thing I noticed about you, man, is that you got that ice grill down pretty good, like, like Ice Cube. Ice Cube has that, like, ice grill that, that – that you guys have, man, and you're able to pull it off. Talk right. about that ice grill, man. How do you do it? How do you get to that place? Um, it, it's just, I, I, you know, when you're in the moment and you're filming and uh, you're surrounded by all the circumstances of, of what's happening in that moment, you just kind of go to a place where um, you kind of are just, in the moment and absorbed and you really don't know what's happening until afterwards and that's you know sometimes where you can catch those those moments and it's just really just focusing you know really really focused in on uh what you're trying to do and uh you know the look is you know i guess if you stared at anybody for a long amount of time it, it would look kind of gruesome so <laughs> so uh- um, what's, what's going through your head when you got that ice grill? Is it, you know, somebody just stole my sandwich or, you know, somebody just took my money? I mean, what, what goes through your head to get to that place? Uh, well, I mean, you know, before you even, you know, step on set to even film, you've already done your homework, you know, you, you've done your backstory, you know, you've created all your circumstances. So when you actually uh, – doing the work in your on set and you know the you know uh, the director says action you just kind of go and, and you're thinking about what it is that you're trying to you know uh what's happening in the moment you know i'm thinking about what candace did to me i'm thinking about you know my childhood with benny and, and you know i'm thinking about a lot of things you know i'm thinking about my parents and my dad you know i'm thinking about you know all kind of stuff stuff that happened like on the way to the to the to the tow yard so um, and all that just kind of comes out in in, in the uh, in the performance when you uh, focused on on those things. 
we're talking to actor John Chafin, one of the stars of The Haves and The Have-Nots, which airs each and every Tuesday, Temptation Tuesdays, on own. Let me ask you this now, man. I mean, your character war seems to continue to grow and grow. It, it, you know, started to get some legs last season, and it's growing even more this season. You've become the new Quincy, man. Talk about that. You're the new Quincy. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I could be the new Quincy. There's only one Quincy. You know, Medina Medina did his thing. And, uh, you know, all props to Medina Islam, man. The man's a phenomenal actor, so... Um, you know, I just, I'm just blessed, man. You know, Tyler is just really, you know, giving me a platform. He's opened up this, this role. He's allowed me to really, uh, play with it and create, you know, with, you know, my own. Uh, so it's, it's just been a blessing, you know. So I guess in a way I'm, I'm the new Quincy because I'm going after Candace, but you know, it, it didn't start off like that, you know. So right. I feel like, you know, Warlock has a very nice arc. That is, you know, has been building, you know, and, um, you know, that's that's all credit to Tyler for writing it. You know, we just get the opportunity to play it. Do you feel like now at this point, I mean, based off of what we've seen last season with War, based off of what we're seeing this season with War, I mean, how's that playing with the public? Are you? Do you feel like you're getting more love? Yeah, I do. Um, actually, a lot of people, because when people meet me, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not walking around. I don't look like that, <laughs> you know. I guess I read some of the, uh, you know, the comments and people are like, you know, they'd be scared to meet me, but I, I'm not, I'm not anything like that. So, you know, when people meet me, you know, it, it's been all love. They just respect the fact that, you know, I'm doing the work and and I'm being honest. And I think that when you're being honest and truthful in the work, then that's what connects with people. And it doesn't really, you know, they know I'm not walking around, you know, with a nine millimeter in my back pocket trying to get $2 million from somebody, you know. So uh, when I meet people, you know, I'm, you know, I thank everybody that watches the show, that's a fan of it, that, you know, likes the work, you know. Uh, and, and I'm just grateful that, you know, people really connect to it. And whether they like Warlock or not, you know, my job is done. You know, if, if I, the more people that... They don't like Warlock, that means, okay, great, you know, so, yeah. Let me ask you this. I'm looking at your Twitter page right now, at John Chafin, and, and someone tweeted out, so War is basically a psychopath, yet all the women here love him. I mean, <laughs> do you find that to be a little weird, crazy? It's, uh, nah, nah, I don't, I don't think it's weird. You know, it's, um, you know, I guess when, when you see someone and, you know, bringing the, uh, the, that character to life, you know, you want to hate that character, but then you also know that they're only acting. So um, I think that's that's what that is. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to one of the stars of the haves and the have-nots, actor John Chafin. You know him as War on the haves and the have-nots. I, I got to be honest with you, man. I don't see War surviving this season almost like Quincy when the whole situation with Quincy I had a feeling that he wasn't going to make it and I got a feeling that war might not make it yes <laughs> hey man I ain't saying nothing about nothing you know what I'm saying um it's funny because I I, I see those comments too because they're like you know every time uh you know somebody starts doing crazy stuff they're gonna die you know but you know we we'll see you know uh warlock is 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 on a rampage right now um and it's it's a very good storyline um it is growing, so we'll see where it goes yeah <laughs> it's
Is Wyatt dead? <laughs> I don't think he is. Hey, y'all try to get all the scoop, huh? Y'all gotta watch the y'all gotta watch the shows, man. I, I watch it with y'all, you know, because when we when we film, sometimes I don't get to see, um, I, I, you know, like some of the other actors when they're on set, you know, because they may be filming at different times or whatever. So I don't get to uh, follow their storylines as much. So when I watch the shows, uh, I'm watching like fans with you guys. You know, I okay. want to see what's happening to Wyatt too. You know. Um, but I'm not going to give away any details. Uh, I, I, that would be spoiling. You know, I don't want to be a spoiler. <laughs> For sure. But did you ask him at least, like, yo, uh, uh, Aaron Cry, Aaron uh, O'Connell, did you die? I mean, did you ask him? I mean, well, we, we know because we have the script. So, <laughs> you know, we know it's in the script. So, we, you know, I just can't say, you know, what happens to white. You know, I don't know. You know, you, gotta, you know, we all got to find out at the same time. Right, know? right. I, I think mm-hmm. it's a lie, but that's just my opinion. But um, so <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We got to see. But you know, at at this point, obviously the, the show is progressing well. The show is doing some big time things. And you told me that at, at this point, the next season has already been shot, right? Or at this everything's been shot. Yeah, we are. Uh, we filmed. Um Earlier this, uh, you know, about a month ago, we just wrapped on the next season. So it's going to be crazy come 2017. It's going to be bananas again. So <laughs> I hope y'all got the popcorn and everything ready because <laughs> it's going to be a show. It's going to definitely be a treat. For sure, for sure. Let's go to sports now, man. And, uh, you know, I, I've been looking at your Twitter page a little bit. I know you've been vocal about Kevin Durant and his decision ultimately <laughs> to go to the Golden State Warriors, yeah. man. For yeah. those who have not seen your uh, opinion or don't know your opinion, what is your opinion of Kevin Durant going to the Golden State Warriors? Well, you know, that was an emotional tweet. You know, I, I will admit that. You know, I, I, I'm a Kevin Durant fan. I'm a LeBron fan first and foremost. You know, I, I, that's who I rock with, you know. So I was, I was more than, you know, uh, ecstatic when the Cavs won a championship, but – you know, at first, you know, I was like, you know, it felt like he was, you know, taking the easy route by going to go to state. I mean, come on, go to state just won 73 games. You know, they're the right. best regular season team in the history of the league. And they just beat you <laughs> in the Western Conference Finals when you had the chance to beat them in three straight games. So it's like, and then you're going to go and join them. So, you know, uh, at at first, you know, it, it kind of hit everybody by surprise, and a lot of people have, well, you know, they didn't know how to really uh, take it. Me being one of them, but you know, it, it is what it is, man. It's, it's all just sports, you know. It's all entertainment, you know. We get caught up in it, you know, and that's and that's part of it, the uh, the game. That's what makes it so great. That's why you know we love, uh, you know, the the sports, you know, the NBA, the NFL, you know, because we get caught up in it. Uh, you know, we feel like we have a stake in it, you know. Um, sure. We're invested in it, so we get emotional sometimes. But, yeah, you know, all the love to Kevin Durant, man, you know. <laughs> Go get your ring, man. I hope they, you know, they do something this season. But, you know, I'm still going to be rooting for the Cavs, you know. <laughs> but, but, see, somebody might might say to you, you know what, that's just like you saying, well, you know, John Schaefer can't join the cast of Scandal. So he's He's got to stay where he's at. Because right. you know that that's his direct competition, so he can't go to his competition. So some can right. come back and say that to you. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, come on, and it's like you know that's like tomatoes, uh, you know, tomato, tomato, you know. <laughs> so it's like, it, you know, 
I don't know. We we still have to see how it's going to play out because there is only one basketball, and you know, um, Golden State really didn't need Kevin Durant, but the fact that they got him made, makes right. them like, <laughs> you know, the the, the fifteen pound you know giant you know in the in the room. They're going to be like fifteen thousand pound giant when they step on the court. So we'll see. It'll be an entertaining season. I know that. And, and yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing. I wanted him to stay in Oklahoma City because I like it was it was becoming a little bit of a rivalry there between OKC and Golden State, and right. I wanted to see that thing. Yeah, I wanted to see that thing keep going and going, man. Because it was right. Some good and, and then you want you want to see more good teams. You know what I'm saying? I don't right. want to see just four good teams because then it's like you know if, if if the teams are coming you know to your city, you know who, who wants to go see you know. Milwaukee Bucks or somebody that you don't even know half of these people. So it, it's better when, you know, I understand the superstars, they want rings, you know, they want championships. But, you know, I think Kevin Durant could have, st- you know, should have stayed at Oklahoma, you know, uh, City. And, and I feel like they would have been right back there next year, you know, because they made right. some good trades. They got all the depot. So um, I feel like they didn't really lose anything, you know, you know, Serge Ibaka, but they didn't really – I didn't see where they lost anybody to where they couldn't make it back to the Western Conference Finals next year. So yeah, I mean, now they're going to be like, <laughs> you know, kind of wondering, you know, teetering at the bottom of the pack, I think. You know, I, I don't know how the West is going to shape up this year, but I know San Antonio and Golden State are definitely going to be in the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> yeah, the thing about it is by Kevin Durant, it does two things. It pretty much takes Oklahoma City out of championship content, you know, out of the championship picture. And now, you know, obviously it elevates Golden State even more. So, well, I mean, we'll see what happens, man. But yeah, we'll see. I'm they still got Russell Westbrook right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, we can't neglect that he's a superstar. Um, so, you know, I think they could. I think they could maybe, you know, still make it to the playoffs. But I know I'm. I'm, I'm just glad because you know, ain't nobody gonna be saying sh- nothing about LeBron. <laughs> Everybody's gonna be hating on KD. So, you know, he's going to be the villain, so it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. He's not used to being the villain. None of those boys, other than maybe Draymond Green, are used to being the villain. So we'll see how they handle being the villain. LeBron, you know, he was the villain for a little bit, and, you know, these not, these boys now are going to be the villain. We're talking to actor uh, John Chafin, one of the stars of Tyler Perry's hit series, The Haves, and The Have Not, Have not excuse me, which airs on O. John, obviously has and have nots going off, doing some big time things there. What else you got going on, man? Oh man, I'm out here working, writing. You know what I'm saying? Trying to produce some 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 things, and you know, just getting better every day, bro. You know, studying and just working hard on the craft. You know what I'm saying? Uh, got some meetings and and things coming up. So you know, just growing and living life, enjoying it. You know, uh, I have some personal. Uh, Things that are going to uh, about to take off in a, in a very great way. I don't want to share that news because I don't want to spoil it. But um, you know, I, I'm I'm in a really good place right now. You know, and, and life is really good. I'm I'm blessed. I'm very blessed. For sure, for sure, man. You're doing big things with this particular show. Do, do you feel like you know? Obviously, you're out there working. You, you know, obviously, you're doing some auditions and things of that nature. But do you feel like this role has elevated you in Hollywood a little bit? Uh, it's definitely got me indoors. It's definitely got me, uh, you know, uh, some conversation starters. You know, it's definitely helped. Uh, it's definitely giving me publicity. Uh, it's, it's, it's giving me a lot. It's giving me experience. <laughs> you know, it's giving me, uh, you know, friends, new friendships and family. You know, it's giving me a lot, you know. Um, and, and, and in Hollywood, you know, it's, you know, 
it's a, it's a town where you know people respect those who are who, who take the work seriously. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's your best you know networking tool is is and so I have a very good networking tool right now. So uh, you know it's it's about growing and just getting better and you know uh, seeing what's going to be out there next. You know. Um, and creating your own projects. Like I said, that's why I'm writing and producing, you know, so I'm trying to create my own lane as well. So you feel like you're a better, you feel like you become a better actor from this particular role? Oh, definitely, you know what I'm saying, because it's, it's you know, before that, I, you know what I'm saying, I, I wasn't where I was at, you know, uh, you know, in my craft as where I'm at now, if that makes sense. I probably didn't say mm-hmm. that. Know, the right way, but um, I definitely have grown, you know what I'm saying, with every uh, project I do, I grow, so, um, you know, a project I, I shot right before we went down there is, uh, is like, made it to the semifinals of the uh, Student Academy Awards, you know, I did a, uh, okay. a nice student film uh, last, uh, earlier this year, and it's, it's doing very well, so, you know, maybe nominated for a Student Academy Award, <laughs> you know, okay. uh, but yeah, just growing, you know, being able to play this, you know, this character that's, you know, warlock who is so much different in that uh, our life experiences. I I definitely have learned how to definitely open up to new stories and new experiences. Um, you know, my imagination is blown up. You know, so it's been a great experience. And I think as actors, we're always learning with each story that we do, with each with each character that we uh we play is a learning experience because we learn something different about ourselves that we didn't know before for sure you know uh, and being able to play these characters gives us that opportunity to really stretch ourselves i think as you know human beings that's what we all want to do is to you know is to stretch you know to to grow to get better so I see you got that music in the background, man. Is you got a romantic dinner going on? You, you writing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, now nah, I was. Uh, that's my study music, man. You know, I um, uh-huh. I read a lot of plays and books, and you know, um, study a lot. So you know, I like to listen to some nice jazz. That's John. Uh, you know, that's some Duke Ellington and you know John Coltrane and. You know, I got some Betty Smith in here. I got, I got some, uh, I got some nice study music. Okay, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. So, so, so fans, obviously, this man is is putting work into his character, putting work into his craft. So make sure you check him out each and every Tuesday on the Haves and the Have Nots. Each and every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern on OWN. Support that. Hit this man up on Twitter at John Chafin. Hit this man up on IG, Instagram at John Boy 1914 and support all the great things going on with actor John Chafin. John, it was a pleasure, man. Wish you nothing oh, but I the best of luck it. moving forward. And and I yeah. know, I know the rest of the season is going to be crazy. Bananas. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be crazy, man. I can't wait for y'all to see. It's, I, I just can't wait, man. Just just keep tuning in. Keep tuning in. I will, man, and, and I know a lot of other people will as well. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it, Paul, man. You have a great one, bro. You keep taking care of yourself, man. Take care. You too. Actor John Chafin. Pleasure talking to John. Before we get out of here now, we've got five minutes left in the show. Uh, Andre Godal has some interesting comments. He said, you know, he can let the cat out of the bag now. And he, he said, you know what? 
the OKC Thunder were the best team that the Warriors played in the postseason. That OKC was, the, I guess, the best team of basketball. And, and here's the thing. You know, I, he said now he can say it because KD is with them. But my, my, here's the thing. I don't think he's off with those comments. I mean, because there is, there wasn't any team in the NBA that could say that they have two top five players. I mean, the, you know, Westbrook and Durant are top five NBA players. There's no other team in the NBA that can say that they have two top five players. There's not. So with all that being said, and looking at that situation, when Andre Iguodala said that, he's not far off there. He Actually, he might be right. And he would know. And, and I don't think it was a knock against the Cavaliers. I think it was just, you know, bigging up the OKC Thunder. And, and I think he was just being honest. He's just being honest. And the thing is, you know, OKC had a 3-1 lead and had an opportunity to close it out, man. They should have got it done in game six. Man, they should have got it done. I wanted them to get it done. KD was bad in that game, six down the stretch. Uh, Westbrook was bad uh, down the stretch in that game. And ultimately it cost them. But my, 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 man, oh, man, I wanted them to get that done. But they didn't get it done. And, but I, 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 think, I don't think Iguodala was knocking the Cavaliers. I think he was just being honest. And to be honest with the whole situation, I, I think he's coming from an interesting place there. And I, and I actually think he's, he's right. I'm not saying he would have beat the Cavaliers, because I'm not sure about that. But they were a tough team to beat, and they were a very talented team. And argued they were more talented than the Golden State Warriors. You can most definitely make that argument, and and I I, I tend to agree. Whatever to beat, I don't know if they would have beat the Cavs. Though. I, I'm not sure about that, but the way they were playing in the playoffs, the way they were rolling, they might have beaten Cleveland because they went through a tough San Antonio team, 67 win, and should have beat a 73 win Golden State team. So he wasn't far off in saying that, and 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 I to be honest with you, I think. You know, that would have been an interesting series against the Cavaliers. I'm not sure they would have beat them. But in terms of talent, they might have been uh, the most talented team in the playoffs. Probably was the most talented team. Again, nobody can say they got two top five players on their roster playing for them, and that's what they had with Durant and Westbrook. Kevin Durant also had some interesting comments. He sold uh, China's scene of sports that he talked to Westbrook before signing the deal. Um, he just let him know how he felt. But he said he don't believe a relationship would ever be the same again. Um, you know, he's, he's going to be a villain. He said he's going to be a villain at this point. He said he's not used to this type of attention, and he's going to get a lot of attention. Teams, People are going to be talking about this team a lot. He said the goal is a championship. I want to win a championship, but you got to play, got to play great basketball to win a championship. And, you know, so we'll see if they're going to play great enough basketball to win that championship. But I, I, here's the thing. Kevin Durant's going to have to get used to being a villain because he is a villain. He's going to be a villain. As long as he stays with this big four, he's going to be a villain. There's just no way to get around that. He's going to have to deal with it. He's going to get used to it. He's going to get used to it fast. Just like LeBron James, he was a villain. And LeBron said he didn't. He played angry, and he said he didn't like playing angry. And so he, he couldn't play that way anymore. That's not who he is. But he played angry, and he said he affected his game. We'll see how Durant plays. Will Durant play angry, and will it affect his game? And so – I just look at it, man, and Kevin Durant's just going to have to get used to it. This is what comes with the territory, man. You want to team up with, with Westbrook. I mean, not Westbrook, with Curry and, and, and Draymond and Clay Thompson, those boys. This is what comes with the territory. It is what it is, KD. Buckle up, man. Buck up. Buckle up. Get used to it, man. 
because it's going to, this is just the start of what's going to come your way. I want to thank actor John Schaefer for stopping by. Hit him up on Twitter at John Schaefer. I want to, uh, you can listen to this show and other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash pecan. That's blogtalkradio.com slash pecan, where you can listen to this show and other great shows. Follow the show on Twitter at GoForItGant, G-O-F-O-R-I-T-G-A-N-T. For everybody here at Go For It, we hope you have yourself a great weekend. See you next week. See you later. Take care. And bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.